1: I'm Richard Porter And I'm Johnny Smith This is Smith and Sniff A podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things In actual person In actual person (laughs) yeah. Hello Hi everybody I'm
0: going to start this by saying I'm going to hit the highway like a battering ram On a silver black phantom bike (laughs) What are you talking (laughs) about Well because I woke up this morning As you know with a hangover um, and all right the- to, to the news that meatloaf has died what meatloaf's just died
1: I didn't know that
0: yeah I know it's really sad yeah oh no Seven, 74 oh yeah. and and of course it's on the BBC news I, I, I don't normally watch the news but I was so hungover and I needed to distract
1: myself from feeling ropey All right, so that I put the news on oh, God that's what a way to find out for me yeah, maybe for, I presume that people listening to this may have heard the news. It's for context. It's Friday morning. It's the morning after the glittering what car awards? What car? What car? With a question mark? Uh, and Johnny and I are in a hotel room in in swinging central London. And um, but I didn't know about Meatloaf. I I met Meatloaf once. What? Well, in a in car. I what? Say, what? Car, <laughs> what? car? Uh, awards? Did you that, really? Yeah. Well, when I was working on Top Gear. Our office was above the one show office that was also their studio. And sometimes, if all the dressing rooms next to their studio slash office were being used, they would put celebrity guests into this meeting room.
0: Hang on, you can't say meeting room when you talk about meatloaf. There's too many uses (laughs) of (laughs)
1: meat room. There was this room that could be used as a dressing room. But to get to the lifts from this room, you had to walk through the Top Gear office because it was on our floor. And I was working late. I was the last person in the office. The One Show was on. And...
0: Foreign people will need to know that The One Show is the most sort of like mild vanilla flavoured oh television so show.
1: It's just like a, a gentle breeze <laughs> blowing across the television. It's so. Oh. Well, it sort of is and it isn't because it's sort of... And they, they always it's have... a watery coma of a yeah. curry. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's a, <laughs> it's a tofu passander of a TV show. <laughs> and so creamy. And yet so tasteless. <laughs> but, it's, it's, um, it, but they do have that thing that I always find so uncomfortable in television programmes. They do gear changes, don't they? Because they'll go, well, Giles Brandreth will be back later to meet more of Britain's funniest badgers. But now here's a thing about children with cancer. And you sort of go, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. oh, no. This is so serious. And they'll come out of that and go, after that film was made, unfortunately, all the people in it died. Anyway. anyway. Back to, there's a lot of anyways. Ch- they, they, a they, they, lot they, of, and sometimes you'll see, what was her name, the Welsh lady who did it, Alex Jones, isn't it? She yes. Does she still do it? Well, yes, yeah, I think she does. Yeah, well, I mean, Before I her, Christine Bleakley. That's right, who Irish. The, yeah, was yeah. the host, along with... Uh, Adrian Childs did. He? Yes. But I think Alex Jones used to, sometimes you would see, and they must have rehearsed it, and yet she would still, you'd see that she was reading the auto cue and she got her tone a bit wrong as she embarked on the sentence she was reading and you would see her go sort of down the box a little bit. So would be like, <laughs> anyway, that was hilarious. Now, leukaemia will affect many people in Britain. And you go, oh no, she's had to really, boom, uh, hang on. bang it down into
0: third. That's like a Ford 10-speed auto box where it doesn't know where it wants to be. Mm. And, you know,
1: the, the, the kick down It'll is so sensitive. Yeah. When
0: you kick down, it kicks three down, yeah. <laughs> not It'll one. Go, that's
1: the thing. It'll go down as many gears as it can without... It's hoping you won't notice that it's dropped four <laughs> gears at once. Well, that's Alex Jones going, <laughs> the inimitable Adrian Childs there. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that's hilarious is bone marrow transplant. <laughs> and, of course, there. Oh no, It's buddy. CVT. Read ahead.
0: I think uh, tennis players, when they're interviewed, and I do like tennis, um, and actually I think football managers can be a bit like this, they're awkward when they're being interviewed. And they do almost a sort of like accidental VTEC. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's like a van. So they go something like, so the game went well. Ah oh, no, then I went, decided to move across to the third frame. Ah oh, no, and then I did. Uh, and Tim Henman was always good at that. And oh, yes. oh, no, in the third yeah. set,
1: I was finding it really difficult. Ah oh, I came around and <laughs> just, we won that one. And well, oh, no. just goes onto the onto the lumpier cam. It's and the, oh, oh, the, the, the yeah, just, yeah no, yeah. no oh, we're back down. We're bogged down again.
0: It's. Or Um, a massively laggy turbo where you've
1: been waiting for it to come. (laughs) And by the time it comes, you don't want it it anymore. It spools up too much. (laughs) You've gone through a shop window with it glowing. (laughs) Anyway, so Meatloaf. Yeah, Loaf. With uh, someone from the One Show who's looking after him, wanders into the Top Gear office. And he goes, this place is kind of a mess. Which it was. The Top Gear office was disgusting. I bet it was awful. And... But I'm, you know, I'm the only person still sitting there, and it's—it was hard for me to ignore that meatloaf was commenting on our office. So I went, I do apologise for the state of our office, you know, but we kind of like it like this. And he st- stopped, and he stopped, and he's looking at me, and he went, "I couldn't work like this, man. I couldn't work like this." And I was thinking, "Why would you have to work in an office, meatloaf? You're meatloaf, but yeah." And he was, he was, I was like, "I, I, I again, I can only apologise. And he's like this is crazy i wonder How if you he was a, like he this? was a clean freak i wonder if he I was think a, maybe so maybe yeah. a detailer but it it struck me i couldn't work like this yeah you know, it's okay you don't have to <laughs> you don't mean me lo's office i uh, isn't isn't the thing
0: i uh, when it was announced i had that proper moment of going so you have to like one of Meatloaf's songs. Yeah, it was yeah. very out there, and and he bucked the trend of being, um, you know, a kind of a pretty heart throb. He had mm. an amazing vocal range. Yeah, but also just looked like a living, breathing phantom of the opera. Which, <laughs> which <laughs> <laughs>
1: now Meatloaf was an excellent proponent of the. Sweaty hanky, wasn't oh, he? God, it was he's amazing. A, a mid gig dabber. Oh. He would just have the hanky out. There'd be a lot of forehead dabbing during a meatloaf gig. Oh, it was amazing. And
0: uh, yeah, it was sort of like um, was it like steampunky before steampunk was a thing? I reckon almost. You, you can imagine meatloaf on a penny farthing. Frilly cuffs. Very frilly cuffs. The sort of uh yeah, they, are, they were popular in the sixties. They came back in the 60s, The sort of Dickensian shirt. Yes. I don't know what what, what you yeah. would call it, which <laughs> is
1: called Dickensian shirts.
0: I, I Yeah. So and I, and it and the the, the news anchor said, uh, I bet there's going to be a lot of people today revisiting their favourite meatloaf track. And I thought, yeah, like Bat Out of obviously the most famous, yeah. and it's the one which. He's going to hit the highway like a battering ram uh, uh, on a silver black fan's bike. I always think of Meatloaf, probably. I don't know, actually, if he did have a motorcycle licence. <laughs> well, I, I always think... <laughs> I, I always think... Like, he, fraud. Imagine if he did the song and it, was, and it went multi-platinum, which it did. And then he was like, "Shit, I, I don't know how to ride a yeah. motorbike. People are expecting this. going called out on this. And he and he just and he just tries it a few times <laughs> and just can't quite get <laughs> He's the clutch. So so some,
1: some rubbish, little one, two, five cc.
0: <laughs> thing. Well, it's one of those choppers because it would have been the seventies with like I don't know a, a, a one centimeter wide front spoked wheel, but the back wheel is mm. is like ten J. And it's a and it's a twelve hundred cc V twin. So all it does is pushes on <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it just it's just he's feathering the clutch and it's constantly understeering to the point where you like even an experienced bike rider is going to have, have a have a go on this. Oh man, but yeah, Loaf. It made me realise my favourite Loaf track is actually um, this is not relevant to cars at all. Is um
1: is you took the words right out of my mouth. Mm. It's an absolute tune. You took the words right out of my mouth. It must have been while I was kissing you. Is that the lyric? Yes, that's right. Mm. You took the words from out of my that's mouth. That's a good song, isn't it? I like that. Yeah, there's even acceptable
0: clapping in it. I'm normally against clapping. Is in, there? Yeah, in the right at the end,
1: where the, the the music drops and it's just him and the backing singers. Was I listening to? It yesterday I was listening to a song that I realised has <clears throat> got claps on it. That I'd never noticed before, and I think. I was thinking, they're very low in the mix. Like, at the last minute, they went, oh, shit, this is embarrassing. Let's just turn those down. You can't have too much going on there. I like a hand I've told you this before, but maybe not on the podcast, that when I it was... Uh Younger and single unsurprisingly I used to have a, a synthesizer
0: oh gosh you have told me this
1: yeah uh, I had a, well, a synth nerd of which I know there are some listening because every so often we bring up synth stuff and I get emails about it but I had a, a, a synthesizer called an Ensonic VFX which is a a big was it a very wide one? A very wide one. Right? Did it have a, very a, a
0: stand that looked like an ironing board? Yes. Oh, amazing. Which
1: was a step up from my previous synthesizer, which I literally just used to play on an ironing board. I mean, I say play, I can't really play. I used to do a lot of, you know, sequenced, sequenced stuff. And the Ensonic was famous for its powerful sequencer. <laughs> it was built in. You do it on a laptop these days. But the one thing that the Ensonic didn't have in the sound banks that I had was a hand clap sound. Oh. and I spent ages making one by layering other sounds and fucking about with them you could do it by sort of like taking something quite crunchy and slowing it down or something but I spent oh a long gosh. time making a hand clap sound that's amazing <laughs> as I said I was single at the time if, 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 if,
0: if Vince Clark from Erasure and Yazoo and Depeche Mode is listening he's probably nursing a semi oh. right now just thinking about
1: that <laughs> <But anyway. laughs> I uh, anyway 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 I was just having <laughs> I was just having breakfast with so we stayed in different hotels last night, didn't we? You've walked if you walked three miles across central two point four, to be, yeah, really, it's wonderful, like a bat out of hell, but at walking speed. I'm going to hit the London. pavement. Do you know what? <laughs> I have
0: to say, I, I walked because I do like walking in London, and I yeah. don't come to London that much anymore.
1: I was walking in London,
0: and there's a big billboard poster, and I, I even took a picture of it. And if you're a Patreon, I'll, I'll put it up on there. Um, for a brand that I've never heard of, called Palm Angels. What? So P A L M, like yeah. a tree. Yeah. Angels, and it it it's all done in sort of gothic script, and it I think it's female fashion. Oh. And I, of course, me going palming, as in the art of hypersensitive power steering, driving, yeah. driving with the palm of the hand. i was yeah. thinking a Palm Angels like this breakaway faction of <laughs> female drivers who just they only ever. You know, like smash the wheel round with the palm of the hand, <laughs> and there's an underground movement for very high electric uh, assistance p- power steering.
1: I, will be palm honest. Palm angels. My, my, uh, clearly my dirty mind we immediately went to something a bit ruder than that. Palm angels sounds like some kind of pornographic film.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, hey there. I'm a member of the Parm Angels. Oh,
1: God, get me the Parm Angels. <laughs> no. This man needs wanking off immediately. Get the Parm Angels. This man needs milking. <laughs> Fetch the Parm Angels. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Oh, dear. So, yeah. so uh, well, I mean, it's taken the edge off things, the news about meatloaf. But we, um, apart from that... Uh, I'm also, I feel absolutely dreadful. <laughs> you do look quite f- hungover. <laughs> I haven't had a shower or anything. <laughs> it was such a struggle just to pull these clothes on this morning. Also, <laughs> so I had breakfast uh, with our friend Alex Goy. Hello, Alex, because I know that he listens to this. Because hi, Alex. over breakfast, and um, uh, he he he's, he's just staying in this hotel. He sent me a message going, "I'm going for breakfast." And I went, okay, I'll be down in the minute. And then I kept having to message him to say, sorry, I'm on my way, because it was just putting trousers on was so much of a struggle I had to take a break. Well you were legs. did you have
0: to do um controlled breathing yes. to avoid any chunderous behaviour? Yes.
1: Yeah, I I was in that way. I <laughs> was at the point where I thought, shall I just give in and be sick? Because yeah. it would be the easiest thing to do. Yeah. And then I went down for breakfast <clears throat> and I had uh some salty meaty bacon and sausage delicious but with scrambled egg yeah. and midway through eating some egg I suddenly thought ah I think I'm going to be sick oh in, I thought
0: the other way around I thought you think it's bedding in
1: now it did eventually
0: You're back up to working temperature yeah and everything it took a while sat, all the gauges together. are
1: settling yeah, suddenly a light came on <laughs> what an oil starvation and, and some kind of light yeah. <laughs> there was that ominous bing sound <laughs> that you get in some cars and I went now, this is neither the time nor the place oh, no. to invite my good friend, the Cardinal Chunder, into the room, because <laughs> it's the, the room is a, a delightful breakfasting area of oh. a expensive central London hotel. And I, I just, I was, yeah, it was okay, but I, I really thought, I was you know when you're you in such a point where you go, what's my strategy here? Yeah. If this escalates, if all of the lights come on, yeah. what do I do? And I thought, I'm just gonna, I could see the outside. Like the, the thing is I'm just gonna I like opened the outside. window.
0: Cold air, it's really good. It's, it's good for turbos, it's good for yeah. humans. I, I just I, I wazzed up the, the, the sash window and I stuck Ooh. my head out and I realised I had a dressing gown on that was completely open. So if there's there was an office block opposite my hotel room and I did that whole there's a bloke in the window with his open dressing <laughs> gown staring out of the window. So I put I put all of the that away and then um I, I, I but I made the I made the terrible error. Of consuming a vast amount of units, mm. and I don't drink that heavily, and neither do you.
1: But uh, we I haven't, haven't. This I have is a the moment. first drink I've had in twenty twenty two. Right. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, Heavy dis- drink, discounting yeah. the fact I was still drinking after midnight on New Year's Eve, <clears> but th- after of course, that, yeah. After that, because yeah, same for me. Actually, we have this nice thing in our in our street where a lot of the neighbours come out onto the street at midnight on New Year's Eve. Really? Yeah, and everybody just comes out and has a drink together. And, That's really and it. It's, it, it, I think because of you know, the circumstances we've been in that it had an extra sort of weight to it this year where people were really keen just to see other people and hang out and catch up and stuff Yeah, and so I was out there until well, half two in the morning I think but one of our neighbours opened a bottle of whiskey oh shit and gave me a full what some friends and I refer to as a Mike Baldwin measure do you remember Mike Baldwin in Coronation Street always seemed to drink like sort of beakers of scotch <laughs> in the Rover's Return <laughs> and so a large measure of whiskey a Baldwin was, measure it's known as a Baldwin <laughs> um, and, and, and he gave me a full Baldwin like four fingers <laughs> of,
0: stop <laughs> it a so, full
1: Baldwin so it's <laughs> such a wrestling move <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get, yo, yeah, he gave me the full when he did. I don't know, for some reason it has to be like a euphemism for circumcision or something. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, it's not. It just means a big measure of whiskey. And I had a very, very big measure of whiskey. And that was the last drink I had oh, until last night. And, and I got a bit giddy.
0: I felt, I woke up and I realised a... Lots of units consumed right up until five minutes before climbing into bed, so mm. there was no coming down. Mm. It was I was still doing a triple vodka mm. of, of five to four this oh, morning. God. Not only that, I didn't drink enough water, so when the alarm went off, yeah. my 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 lips were so chapped. <clears throat> like so, if you know, like old cars on UV damaged tyres, you're know, like a caravan yeah. that never goes anywhere <laughs> yeah. all year round, and the sun just pelts on <laughs> rock hard, big <but laughs> flaky at the same time. They look like a licorice all sort. My lips <laughs> look like that, and then. And then I realised I was so dehydrated that it's like it's a bit like when you start a car with no oil in it, and the Uh. oil oil light just flickers immediately to say, "Don't, don't do it, (laughs) don't do it, it. stop, don't do it, switch it off, don't do it." Yeah, Um, and that's that's the way I kick things off
1: this morning,
0: uh, which was nice. (laughs) I
1: like the fact that you. You ordered a room service breakfast, which arrived about four hours after you went to bed. It was less than four hours. It was less than four hours. I woke up,
0: my alarm went off about three minutes before the door went, because I left it as late as possible. And (laughs) and you know when the alarm goes off and you just go, "Oh, I've obviously set it for the wrong time, this is taking the
1: piss. And then you look at the time and go, oh no, this is the real time. Shit. Yeah. We see, I had the opposite where I woke up and I went, oh, shit, I'm awake, that's annoying. It must be about 6am or something. <laughs> it was 10 to 10. <laughs> and I went, do you have a back time, though? You count how many hours you think you've been asleep and then go, that's not enough or that is enough. And oh, I'm,
0: completely. And my wife reckons it's
1: a really destructive thing to do. Yeah. Because all
0: you'll do is annoy yourself. Yeah. But and you can't you, rewind the time. No.
1: But you, I, you get, I think I'm slightly <clears> fixated <throat> with the idea that I have to have eight hours sleep. And, of course, I rarely do. You and probably I, don't need But seven hours. is okay, six is... Not okay. Six is ever so regular
0: for me yeah. in the
1: last two years. Yeah, but you're since off of panda. I mean, the number of times that I wake up in the morning and switch my phone on, and the first thing that comes onto my phone when I turn it back on is a WhatsApp from you that was sent at one forty-five a.m. I know, it's
0: like, and it's not even like I'm out consuming units and having fun. No, I'm sat you just in my cold house <laughs> with a rug around my legs <laughs> and. Do you know what? I was thinking, going back to loaf, loaf, bless him, <clears throat> going to hit the highway like a battering ram. You know when that, that that line makes me feel like, you know when you ride or drive, in our case, mostly something that's got such a swell of torque mm. that it's it's so exciting because mm. you know it's there on the tap. Yeah. And, and, and it, there's a couple of cars which I always go, yeah, I remember the first time driving one of those, and you just go, flip, that mm. has got some proper, like, it's like a kidney punch isn't it you go yeah. down low and go boom and you go and it's like shitting hell how much pounds feet's going on here it's amazing
1: I love that listeners may like to know that Johnny was doing a sort of cockney was, boxing move I was about, doing a low it's a low, it's a, it's low, good, low it's 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 a low punch a low punch I can't I, I, I realised um well I, I used to go to um, the, the trainer there's a little there's a guy who's got a little gym up the road from our house like literally just up the road and um I used to go there, and he was obsessed with boxing. Was he? Yeah, he, he loved boxing, and he used to talk to me about boxing. He, he always forget that I wasn't that interested in boxing, and start talking to me about boxing. <laughs> and I'd have to go, yeah, okay. But then, so as a consequence, you know, rather than um, just make you do burpees and stuff like that, he was often like, let's get on the bag, let's do some bag work. And bag work. And I just realised, I, I never, you know, and gyms, for some reason, why do gyms always have mirrors in them?
0: I think... gyms have mirrors in them because it's like a gratification thing of like you've turned up and you're putting in some effort. Yeah. And in the case of, I guess, apparently for things like weights, it's to check your technique. Because you uh, might not be aware that you're hunching your back yeah, or your yeah. or your elbows sense. are are out and they should be in, or yeah. So it's to check the actual technique. But it is sometimes it's bad because when I used to go to the gym, and like, unfortunately I haven't been to the gym for a year. I've lost all motivation. Um, <laughs> I used to turn up at half six in the morning and look in the mirror and go, "You old, yeah.
1: tired twat." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the problem I had with. I, mean, also, I didn't like catching sight of myself in no, the mirror no. in the gym in any context, but particularly if I ever. Sort of glanced over, saw the mirror while I was doing some bag work. Bag
0: work. I'd be like, yeah.
1: "You look shit. <laughs> look at you. It's a bit I, just, like... I have no technique at all, and it's uh, just not for you." No, there was once the guy who owns this place and was the, was the the main trainer there. He he just used to like, I think, getting people on the bag, but he never really gave you any feedback. He'd just be like, "You know, just s- go on, keep smashing, and that's it." Yeah and then one time he was away and he got this other guy in there and he went let's get on the bag here and then he actually sort of went what are you doing what are you doing and he gave (laughs) and he, he was genuinely sort of went it was a bit like what's that how long have you been doing it yeah. this badly well, well, you yeah. go exactly it's <laughs> just like he did I think one of the things he said was my elbows were in the wrong place and I was like well, but then they're, they're where they are they're in the middle of my arms I can't remember I think but it, I was, is it it's it's all in, out. in yeah, for more power yeah. out you, you buckle
0: yeah listen to us I know it, but, yeah, you know, watching someone on the boxing bag with good technique and power, because, you know, mm. to be able to hit it with power for minutes yeah. is far harder than you realise. It's, it's, it's really exhausting. Isn't if it? I say one minute on the bag as hard as you can, oh my God. don't stop. It's it's oh. it's serious. But when someone does it, it's a bit like... Have you ever watched Floyd Mayweather skipping? Never <laughs> I we'll talk about that. I know that just sounds silly yes,
1: through binoculars honestly Floyd
0: Mayweather obviously incredible boxer um, slightly cocky um, there's a video on YouTube when he was practicing you have to be cocky as a boxer though, I you. think you do it's, it's part of the mind game
1: it's part of the training isn't it's it part it's like training. right let's do a bit of bag work and then we'll do some cockiness training bag work and cocking. yeah alright now strut strut towards me now say you're the greatest go on no say it with more conviction <laughs> Watching Point. videos of Prince Nasim and going, oh, yeah, I'll use his technique of being the cockiest man in the world. <laughs> I d- oh, he did a good crasher, Prince Nassim, yeah. Hamid, wasn't he? Did
0: he have a Merc SLR? Did he have a McLaren SLR? I think he might have done. And I think he might have put it in a tree or, or a ditch. Do you know,
1: actually, in my last Boring Car Trivia book, I did a list of Merck SLR owners, because it's a, it's a weird and eclectic <clears throat> group, and he was one of them. Yeah. Along with Jay Leno and Donald Trump.
0: I think there's 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 a certain supercar driver who doesn't want to get any te- technique training on driving because you know <laughs> yeah. they know best yeah. i'm i'm and i'm talking to mostly men here because mm-hmm. i know that women tend to be better at listening and 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 that sort of thing but um it's the one-handed supercar driver when you're on it yeah. and you're still driving it one-handed yeah. and you think this is it's yeah. like the guy on the London Bridge who he, puts, he kicks it down and it steps right out and he's yeah. so late at trying to correct it. It's already <laughs> backwards with the airbags off and it's almost like he... Well, they're still
1: texting. Yeah, that you
0: happens. know what I mean? He's, like, he's just like, seriously man, you're driving it one-handed when it's on it. There's nothing more poetic in fact than someone who can step a powerful car out while it's moving, not pulling away from a junction, yeah. and bring it back in, yeah. ultra smooth. Yeah,
1: it's the smoothness, isn't it? And
0: and 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 you never, you were never in any doubt that they had, they didn't have
1: it. It's they were, that, it's lovely. That lack of the that final lurch that really snaps your neck of yeah. the amateur. It's bringing it back in. That's here. the hard bit. Getting it out easy. I uh, put on Twitter the other day a link to the original title sequence for Magnum PI. <laughs> yes, you did. But yeah. what? I was compelled to remark on was how well Tom Selleck controls that and admittedly it is from a standstill. But he boots the Ferrari on yes. grass. Yeah. So it spins up. Oh it's he it's, gets a slither on, but then he goes on to tarmac. Yeah. And that's Oh, such a surface change. Oh man. Hey, that reminds me actually. Um I keep getting messages from people going, Oh, I saw you on the telly because I was in the last grand tour you were and I haven't seen it yet. Uh yes, yeah, all right, I suppose. I don't know. People seem to like it. I, pleased, it. Um yeah, I don't it's weird because I don't I didn't sort of I wasn't across all of that show. Um but I did do a bit of car research and sort of finding out little bits of trivia. You did and, a bit of track work weren't you? And then I did a bit of Well, so I was in the office one day for a meeting about this and um the presenters are obsessed with Rallycross. They love it. It's their favourite thing. Any excuse to go to Lydon Hill, they're <laughs> there. It's weird. It's like, you know, Jeremy sort of has so many other things going on in his life, not least running a farm. Yeah. But if you said, uh, Jeremy, I know it's absolutely slashing the rain, it's grey and it's cold, but do you want to go to Lyddon Hill this afternoon? You'd be like, yeah, okay. It's, oh, they, really they it's... adore it down there. I don't know what it is. And well, it's, it's a bore lake to get to and everything, but they just... They're... So we're in the office and... I think we'd agreed that we're doing this thing about French cars. One of the things that had to be acknowledged was the French make great hot hatchbacks. What do we do about that? And then it's, probably Jeremy went, let's go rally rallycrossing. <laughs> and of course then James and Richard go, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. And so that was sort of decided on the spot. And then Jeremy went, you should come down as well. You can be one of our drivers. We'll need more cars. Come and drive. And I was like, okay, all right. Well, if he invites you, you come. So... We turned up at Lyddon Hill. I've never been there before. I've never driven that track. No, never. And have I. it was a bit of a mistake that I didn't say, can I go out and at least sort of have a little sighting? A recce? You need a recce. So instead, I didn't. And the one thing Jeremy said to me, Watch out for that curb as you come back onto the start finish straight off the gravel because it'll catch you out. It's really steep. If you hit that, you're going over. Well, of course. Who put a curb there? Well, later on in the race, I hit the curb and almost rolled the car,
0: (laughs) (laughs) which didn't quite come
1: across on camera. How close I was to rolling that car over. There was one of um, one of the people we work with is a professional racing driver called Nicky Fulton who was there because he'd coached one of um, Marguerite from the office. who was one of the other. drivers in the race, she'd never raced anything or driven anything in anger before. So Nikki gave her a bit of coaching. And um, afterwards, <laughs> he went another two miles an hour and that would have been on its roof. Oh shit. And I was like, yeah, and I got home that evening and I, <laughs> my wife went, how was your day? And I went, and I, I'll be honest, I was a bit shaken up by the whole thing. And I went, no, it was fine. Cause she'd said to me when I, I'd left the night before, that we stayed over and like she time. went, please be careful. Did she? Yeah. And, and so she went was it okay <clears throat> yeah it's fine and then she knows Nicky she saw Nicky on a shoot for something they were doing at her place and the first thing he said to me was bloody hell your husband almost binned it the other week and she came home and went I was having an interesting chat with Mr Faulkner earlier on he tells me you almost rolled a car over You didn't mention that and I was like no I didn't but it was horrible uh, I, I really thought I was going over and having rolled a car before I had a horrible flashback to how noisy and unpleasant that is, even though, you know, that Megane I was driving was caged up. But even so, it's not nice to Did You didn't buy the Megane after the shoot? No, I don't know what happened to it, actually. It probably just, it's probably somewhere in a yard. I don't know. I'll find out. I'll, but, I'll make an offer. Yeah, I, I had never driven that car until 3-2-1-go. Oh, shit, Richard. Seriously? And... So, three, two, one, go. I was mid pack in a grid of six, floored it, massive torque steer. It almost torque steered into the side of the car next to me. Oh, I was that, wow. It okay. was insane. This is a so Megan 225. Um, yeah. rs 225. But it had been, I think it had been monkeyed with a bit. Mm. It's definitely been dropped. It was sitting lower. It was unruly. I love, and I love those. Then, but the, the gag was we were supposed to set off and then stop before we got to the first corner, because we are supposed to then go for lunch. It was, you know, okay. It's like a xenophobic joke about French working practices uh, <laughs> that Jeremy had insisted upon. <laughs> and, um, and so I booted it, almost talks it into the car next to me, th- then realised I'd got lots of power, I'd kind of backed off, then accelerated again, but we were supposed to stay in formation, and it was really hard to stay in formation, because the car was trying to go, because the, the people at the front, one of them was um, Abby Eaton in a saxo, so she was in, and that had no power. But she led most of the race because she's a racing driver and she's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but so then I was, oh, I was drove into the back of. <laughs> I think, and then we had to brake, which was preordained. But I braked, and the brakes weren't very good. Oh shit! So you were all over the place. I almost went into the back of Jeremy. Oh. <laughs> so, so within the space of about ten seconds, I was having a freaking nightmare in this car, which I'd never driven before. Then we stopped. Then we started again. Um, and I'd, I've never done rally crossing and that this the reason I bring this up is that mix of surfaces yes I didn't enjoy it at all I couldn't get my eye in and it is magnum style it's going from the slidey to the grippy oh yeah 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 I didn't mind going onto the slidey because you could somehow you can sort of slide into that but yeah. the that feeling of I'm about it's about to bite have you ever been
0: on a skid pan and then got it a bit wrong so that you're you're sliding on the wet bit? You know where it's all hosed down. Yeah, yeah. And you're getting a, you're in a controlled slide, but in my case, I went I overshot the skid pan because I, I was enjoying <laughs> the slide so much I didn't want to come out of it. And then it goes into high grip tarmac. Oh, yeah. I, 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 and that. you can very easily end up on your roof. Rally car, rallycross cars are regularly
1: on two wheels. Yeah. When you watch them racing, well, I think they, the edit was not. <clears throat> they edited that race it was very, I mean a very good edit job because it was a really dynamic race but uh, on on TV but um, things were sort of cut around a bit because what then ended up happening is we all got sort of split up and I found myself sort of just driving around on my own and it wasn't and so they kept they, then we kept sort of stopping and regrouping to try and make it more interesting because otherwise everyone was sort of dispersed yeah and uh, but yeah that McGann, that McGann was so unruly it was just all over the freaking I want to shop. buy it now. And I couldn't get my eye in at all on the and so it's like onto the gravel, slithering all over the place, then on then backing off That's right. to get onto the tarmac. Yeah, and or coming at it straight. And then just sort of, you could basically leave it in third and just floor it most places, but it was then it was just really quick, but sort of so quick that you were kind of. I, I think path.
0: with the with the demise of Drive Tribe Mm. Maybe the the three boys should pull their cash into into <laughs> actually doing World Rallycross. Yes. As a team. Well. That would be a great idea. I'm sure they can afford it.
1: I, I remember, I can't even remember the context. I just remember there was once a conversation about building a Rallycross track. Well, actually, we did build a Rallycross track for the Grand Tour, the second series, because that's when the celebrity guests drove... Yeah, those F-types, that was basically a rally cross track because it was a mix of tarmac and gravel. But I do remember there was a conversation about building an exact replica of Lyddon Hill that was somewhere more convenient for everyone to get to. Like in the Midlands? Yeah. <laughs> Oxfordshire, ideally. Because it would be near Jeremy's house. But that was it, because it like we, we were talking about the one downside of Lyddon Hill is it's a bit inconvenient to get to from well, the rest has wow, got a farm. I know.
0: He can just carve up a field.
1: Yeah, but you need the... Um, the elevation. Have you been to Lydden Hill? No, it's got a. I've hill. seen it on TV. Yeah, well, you know not. it. Cause there's a big hill with a then a sort of a big hair, a that, kind of hairpin. Yeah, sort of. Because yeah, it, it is
0: the home of rallycross. Yeah, isn't it? Well, I
1: don't know of any other rallycross tracks in Britain. I mean, I'm sure there are. In Britain, that's a good question. I've done. Are. I've
0: done one in France. I've driven it in a world rallycross car, not in competition. Really? Yeah, it was was a pretty uh, hairy. Yeah. It was exciting. Mm. It was Louisac. I think it's called Louisac, the French one. I've probably mentioned this before on a podcast or a video. When we turned up to film there for Fifth Gear and I was driving a Citroën a DS3 mm. rallycross car mm. and we turned up really early in the morning to, to do the shoot and the night before, the day before, had been the sort of practice and the big party where all, all spectators come and they often camp. We turned up and there were people just... It was hot summer morning when the sun was come up, it was a bit sweaty. Mm. There were just people lying... On the ground in dirt, asleep, with no oh. with no belongings, no I've no sleeping bag, and you go: Is that person dead? Yeah, or
1: are they? there? Has anyone <laughs> checked that person? I, I had exactly that at Le Mans, out yeah. in the forest somewhere, and you like where you go? Ooh. Should we poke them with a stick? Yeah, just or should to we the cover them up? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, put coins on their eyes. I
0: di- I, <laughs> I digress. But I never remembered to mention the other week when we were talking about sliding doors. Yeah. Uh, about my daughter's sliding door experience about three years ago in the summer holidays. You know, when you if you've got kids, you book them on activities yeah, you know, yeah. just to get them away from yeah. you because you've got to fucking work. Anyway, <laughs> there, there's a re- there's a there's a castle near us where they did a week long activity of like you know archery and then making dens and mm. it was really exciting. The kids loved it and the bloke that ran it. I can't remember his name, let's just call him Phil. He was a really jolly bloke, Enjoy- enjoyed like teaching kids <laughs> Phil's bushcraft. Phil's a good name for a Phil. jolly bloke. Yeah. And anyway, let- Phil had a bilingo. I okay. think it was a bilingo. And he would, because the-, the castle had big grounds, he would ferry the kids around in this bilingo. Yeah. And on the <laughs> on the last day, the weather was not great. And everybody piled into the bilingo, as they have done. And and Kitty May said, um, he said we got to the other side, um, and the guy went to open the door, and it came straight off the rail, and and onto his toes, (laughs) and everyone just he just stood and went oh uh, and, he, he, and it was really and it was really heavy because the side of the doors are much yeah. heavier than you realise yeah. and he tried to sort of work out how it would hook back on couldn't work out how it came off and in the end this is the hilarious thing he just lent it up against a fence and went I'll be back for that at the end of the day and they drove around for the rest of the day with just no door and it was raining all day <laughs> bless Phil it just
1: ruined his bilingual but hang on so it, he went to open it and it immediately came off like he, he started the slide yeah, and, and I just th- I, th- I don't know cuz
0: I'm I'm I've never taken a sliding door off but if it's like a wardrobe a sliding wardrobe yeah. door it's got rollers yes must top do, and bottom rollers but it basically it just fell off and my daughter <laughs> my daughter said he could not uh, stop laughing about it uh, because every time they drove past it with no door on the door was just leaning up against the fence in this beautiful idyllic castle
1: garden <laughs> did he i wonder if as it fell onto his foot he was in that situation where he realizes in a split second, instinct kicks in. And the instinct that kicks in is I'm in front of children. I can't oh. swear. Oh, you would have had said FFS, wouldn't you? Yeah, we'd, Oh dear, that yes. really hurt. <laughs> like you when t- my, <laughs> I'm just powdered in my toe bone. My brother, when he was at primary school, his teacher accidentally. <laughs> I don't know why this was happening in front of a class full of children, but he was cutting like, you know, that thick sugar paper you used to have at school. Yes. He was cutting some of that with a Stanley knife and it slipped and he stabbed himself in the leg. In the leg? In the leg! And, but apparently he went, oh dear, and <laughs> didn't swear, but he's got a fucking Stanley knife embedded in his leg. He's a consummate professional. And he just went, I'll be back in a minute, and left the classroom. And then the next thing, another teacher came, and Went, Mr. Mendham's had to go to hospital, oh so I'm going to take over here. Yeah. But but yeah, that's like swear. 70s TV, yeah,
0: isn't it? You know, oh look, somebody's been very badly injured, yeah. but it's okay. Anyway, on with the show. Well, that
1: happened to us on Christmas Day, because we went to the pub for Christmas, <clears> uh lunch slash dinner we went sort of mid afternoon in the trans Christmas bizarre timing of Christmas day and um, and we got there we'd pre-booked all this and the pub was very busy and uh, but the service was really slow the food was really slow coming out even though we pre-ordered because you had to and then finally the manager came over and she went I'm very sorry uh, for the wait for your food but the chef has been badly injured he's had to go to hospital <laughs> we were like, badly injured badly that injured yeah didn't ask what it seemed insensitive but that's yeah amazing once that context was provided it suddenly made sense that you could see this slight panic in the on, christmas, the st- day. on christmas day christmas day the place was full of
0: rafters of people i would not trade that no. job for anything well that's it so
1: uh, it, it then made sense that it was uh, the, the kitchen had become a captainless ship and my wife had ordered the turkey the yeah. trad Christmas dinner yeah. and when it arrived, there was no stuffing and no pigs in blankets. And oh, she shit. went, um, I thought this was supposed to come with stuffing and pigs in blankets, which she went, this is the main reason I ordered it because I wanted those elements of it. Yeah, stuffing's good. And the the waiter went, I'm sorry, but uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the last of the stuffing and pigs in blankets has been burnt is that what he said yeah what like Viking funeral well that's or it I think it's, someone had left it in too long well the chef, the chef had obviously just cut his in. leg off yeah. and no one had well, shut the other off I assume when you, say, when you hear badly injured in a kitchen context you assume knife it's, it's got a knife, to be knife related accident but. shit
0: I don't
1: know that's not good is it we had a nice time anyway but I. But I hope the sweet sweet
0: time the chef's alright um, oh I saw an old money car on the way here Yes. I did take a quick picture of it. It was an, um, let me get this right, let me get my R numbers right. R129 Mercedes SL. Oh, yes. So the 90s one. Yeah. And um, the Bruno Sacco spec. Yeah. And uh, it was so old money. Very, very wealthy road in Kensington. Mm, No, Knightsbridge. Knightsbridge. But it was—I noticed it was a 280, so low-ranking oh. motor, but probably city use only. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It had one of the wing mirrors was gaffer-taped, but silver, and the car was silver, I think. So okay. it sort of matched. Yeah. But old money in, in so much as no big wheels, standard rims, and they look like they would never been cleaned. So it's just baked-on
1: brake dust. Okay. <laughs>
0: The, the the hood was a little bit baggy and milky you yes, know, the, of the course, plastic yeah. back window they've and got I'll,
1: three separate back windows haven't they on those yes they and, do so there's they a lot do. of opportunity for milkiness
0: and and on the passenger seat i just glanced in I take, after i'd taken the shot and i noticed lots of sort of private doctor's papers oh and you do, i didn't like look specifically and i thought to myself this is old money yeah it was outside a six story townhouse yeah, yeah, you know big townhouse yeah. and i'm thinking that car's been there since it was new yeah, and it's gradually been reversed into and yeah, knocked yeah. about, um, yeah. but it's still got it. Yeah. It's still got it. It's a good-looking car, that.
1: Yeah, that's interesting though that sort of some running repairs have occurred in there. There's a there's a Toyota Yaris that I sometimes see around. It, it parks near my kids' school, and when I'm taking the kids, it's sometimes there. That seems to be entirely held together with silver gaffer tape, but it's a silver car again. So. From a distance, you could almost believe that it's not, actually. Like, it seems like every plastic part on the exterior of the car is in fact held on with gaff. The bumpers, the mirrors. I think one of the side repeaters has been scuffed off. It's, <laughs> it's just been shaved. Yeah, exactly. It's just like a <laughs> carpaccio of repeater. But um, I wanted to uh, read out an email that we had on the, the theme of sliding doors. Uh, this is from a listener called Kevin Reeves. This is the email that I, I highlighted oh, to the other Oh it's this is quite funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kevin says, Dear Smith and Sniff, I listened to you talking about the Kangoo slash bellingo slash Doblo always sliding doors in Podcast 90, which reminded me of a family visit to a safari park, a Chrysler Voyager and the monkey enclosure. Oh. We approached the enclosure with sheer excitement as we could see the cuddly little scallywags jumping on the cars in the queue in front of us, trying to remove wiper blades and roof rails. Anyway, within a few seconds, we had a monkey of our own. Although he was definitely grinning, he looked less friendly than the others. He wasn't interested in door mirrors or washer nozzles. His preference was the handle on the sliding door. (laughs) The effort he was putting in to remove the handle was quite impressive. (laughs) But then I heard it. The door mechanism clicked open. The joyous atmosphere inside the car changed immediately to panic as we all realised what was about to happen. (laughs) But it didn't. The little imposter wasn't tall enough to get any purchase on the ground, so the door wasn't actually sliding open. That was about to change, though, as my quick-thinking brain told me an abrupt acceleration was required to dislodge his grip. I revved the engine, dropped the clutch, and with a squeal of tyres, leapt forward. The grinning idiot stayed put, and the door slid fully open. Of
0: course it did! You absolute flute. <laughs> Flutation device.
1: <laughs> Kevin goes on. To fix my massive error of judgement, an emergency stop was obviously required to slide the door shut. However, it turns out that in a Voyager, once the door is fully open, it stays open until you pull the handle again.
0: Oh, shit mushrooms.
1: <laughs> to Monkey Boy, it must have looked like we were actually stopping to invite him in. And that's what the little prick did. <laughs> In that split second, he'd managed to beckon all his family and friends over to join us for an indoor picnic. The scene inside the car was chaotic. The mess, the screaming, the crying. What can only have been a few seconds haunts me to this day, still gives my kids nightmares, and gave my then wife even more ammunition for the divorce. Oh my gosh. Regardless, Kevin. Monkeys in the Voyager. Monkeys in the Voyager. But also, I love the way that Kevin's story sort of ends on, on this quite haunting note. What? <laughs> because I, 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 I uh, Kevin, if you're listening, uh, I, I, I mean, I would, <laughs> I would almost relish more information about <laughs> what happens when, I don't know what kind of monkeys they are, so they don't know the collective noun, but mm. a, a troop, a whoop, a, a, anyway, a posse of monkeys inside your car. Oh. How do you get them out again? And they've got such a strong grip. They're scratchy, aren't they? So. <laughs> they are scratchy. They're scratchy. It's
0: the way they look at you, monkeys, because they know they're related to us. Yeah, and they give you that look of like we know. Yeah, we know. We we I can't talk you. like you. Yeah, but we're all right. <laughs> we can Walk certainly like out bench press boop, boop, you. Boop, boop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, And we can we can out chin lift <laughs> yeah.
1: you. What's the chin up? We can chin up. Yeah, we could do that. Also, we could rip your face off. Oh yeah, this is the thing. And We're not bound by the social codes that you people have. Oh no, you brother. We don't, we don't. We don't. care. Oh shit! Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen. We it. straddle the line between you yeah. and the animal world. I've and seen. Straddle a, is what we will do. They. I've
0: seen gibbons on s <laughs> and I was <laughs> <and,
1: laughs> suddenly reminded of. Did your kids ever have the, um, the fantastic series Oi Frog? Have you seen those books? No. Yeah, Oi Frog, and then Oi Cat, and Oi dog and i think there's another one as well but they they're brilliant but it's all based on the idea that animals have to sit on things that rhyme with them oh so uh dogs sit on logs, logs yeah. yeah but then it goes gibbons sit on ribbons oh Fleas sit on cheese or something I don't, it goes on they're very funny
0: oh i've never seen as long as it's not oi oi dog No, no no, I'm no, out. no I'm out. Be, yeah no it's just I'm a out.
1: singular oi and it's okay and that the, the reason it's called that is because it always starts with it's, it's, I think the, the original one, Oi Frog, starts with the, the, uh, the cat. And the cat's going, Oi Frog, sit on a log. <laughs> and, <laughs> Is it like a dare? But there's a there's a story arc through the, the three books that we've got because the the it, the, the, the cat imposes what the frog has to sit on and then the frog in the next book kicks back and goes I'm not sitting on that anymore I <laughs> really? don't like sitting on logs so they're giving me splinters in my bottom and then the third book book—it's if people have seen these books they'll know how brilliant they are if they haven't <clears throat> this will just sound like drivel but they are fantastic but it's Gibbons sitting on ribbons Gibbons on ribbons yeah oh, um,
0: well, I'm trying to think what about Gilbons Gibbons on Gilbons no is uh, there an animal there's that, no animal that rides
1: with Gilbon is there
0: Gilbon Gilbin, Gilbin,
1: no kittens sit on mittens by the way
0: just, well, hang on. Just, kittens could sit on reliant kittens. Ah, uh, but that's the same word. It's not a rhyming word. It's just yeah, the same. Yeah, but
1: they do some. I'm trying to think if there's.
0: It's that song, isn't it? Um the windmills of your mind. There, there's a there's a
1: and then like a turning, a turning, a turning yeah. which still reminds yeah. me of
0: our terrible golf cart incident on a on a beach. Um, in oh, a, yeah. a pebble beach. Yeah, yeah. Of the, course. The, what is it? The it's the old Thomas Crown affair theme. Isn't
1: yes. It? It's quite it a wistful song. It's very wistful, isn't it? Yeah. It's that and um, uh, Year of the Cat by Al Stewart. Yeah. Has a has a lovely wistful quality to it that I enjoy. Year of the Cat. Yeah. Although He's got such a polite voice. He has got a polite
0: voice. Him and Gilbert O'Sullivan. <laughs> I mean, honestly, bother you. Yeah, it's almost like they're, yeah, they're sorry that you've got to stop
1: and listen. That's I I love that song, but I also... Struggled to hear it without hearing a friend of mine who used to sing for no apparent reason. He used to sing the year of my pants.
0: Really? Yeah, I
1: don't know why. Oh, I know. They're, talking of songs, it
0: came on the other day on the radio all night long by um Lionel Richie. All night. All night. All night long. Um. All night. My mate. Party boy, whose first car was a was a Fiesta Gear, yeah. um, that he crashed on the third day of ownership. <laughs> and for the whole time he got in that, every time he got in it and got out of it or talked about it, he'd always say Fiesta forever. It was, oh, yeah, okay. A comma forever, and yeah, and that was. 25 years ago, and he still, when he mentions the Ford Fiesta, he will always say, forever, straight after it. <laughs> Fiesta, forever. And I want to know if Lionel Richie... Hang on,
1: doesn't it say Sierra as well? Or does, am he, I... does he say Sierra?
0: No, I think maybe I'm filling. There is a song
1: about Sierras Fiesta.
0: by Boss Gags. No,
1: what? but he... he In that song, doesn't he, he sort of... He goes, Fiesta, Forever. forever. Yeah. Oh, no, maybe my mind's
0: just... Well,
1: maybe it's maybe a Ford I hear Maybe Fiesta, Sierra. It's just listing the 80s Ford range. I Bernard. think Lionel Richie was Some the founder... Some called the Scorpio.
0: <laughs> Lionel Richie was the founder of the Ford Fair, that massive car show.
1: Oh, does that still go on? I don't know. Is it spelled think... fair as in F-A-Y-R-E, like as in medieval <laughs> fair? <favorite? laughs> no, <laughs> I wish it was, though. <laughs> it's just fair. Ah, Folds fair. Privy, fair maiden. <laughs> well, folks to me to the Ford Fair. <laughs>
0: Every year, um, Lionel Richie headlines, and Does they don't—they don't, they don't, oh, okay. don't even want him to. <laughs> and they it's just yeah. a sour joke, and they're like, oh, "No, I'm
1: coming." Or like madness turning up in Finsbury Park, <laughs> even though nobody asked them to. <laughs> Is Lionel Richie here? Yeah, even though we've moved the venue oh, to Billing the though we could shake him off, yeah. but somehow it's he turned was, up. Like they, they did. do no publicity because they want Lionel Richie to not. They do. They schedule it. They yeah. check his touring schedule. And they go, "All right." he's playing Las Vegas that weekend there's no way he'll be able to come yeah. to a field <laughs> near, near <laughs> Peterborough for ye Ford Fair, and then it turns out Richie's ahead and of them. He's booked some kind of tribute act to do the Vegas gig and hopes that people won't notice. Oh, him, they paid two hundred dollars ticket. Private planes, in? Yeah, because he, yeah, he's got the he's got the G six on standby, <laughs> <laughs> so he can get to the oldie Fordy fair. He
0: parachutes in. <laughs> and,
1: and <laughs> he's already singing as and, he comes yeah, down, and his
0: custom-made parachute is an image of a Fiesta <laughs> yeah. with the blue. And everyone's like, "I'll flip it out, Lionel, just because you can afford to do it."
1: No, I think his parachute. You know that uh, it's the video for Hello, is it where he's got that terrible clay head?
0: <laughs> he's a big fan funny. of
1: poor renditions of his own face. so His parachute has a bad drawing of himself <laughs> on it.
0: It's a speech like, bubble that says Fiesta "Forever."
1: <laughs> yes, <Fiesta> "Forever." <laughs> but I think he he's, he does. He parachutes in, but he's got he's because he's, he's a pro. I mean, he's, you know, showbiz professional many years. In. He's got the, yeah, he's got the, the what do you call it, like the fold back on it. Madonna, mate. Yeah, but he's also, they kind of, okay, uh, over the drop zone in five, four, three, and the band strikes up so that he can, as he just, as his feet touch the stage, all night long, boom, and then parachute, quick release, boom, he gets off, and he's into the dance moves straight away. It's like a Rio street party vibe to it,
0: but yeah. you're in a field in Kent. Yeah. And, in, and everyone's like, oh, <laughs> no, man, it's not. Sake. This isn't relevant. Thought, it's, just,
1: <laughs> it's just not. Come on. I thought. Just... And because
0: he's so, he, he points, you know, when you point out mm. to the crowd, when you're trying mm. to work the, work the crowd, he'll, he'll point at certain OCs. He'll go, yeah. focus our SOC. Yeah.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> just so that yeah. it's not all about uh, the fiestas. XR 4x4s four <laughs> yes. Oh no, long. Hear me now! Yeah, he's... Still, I think, actually, because they probably, um, the Ford Fair people booked one of those bands that's reformed, but there's only one original member, like Cameo or something, or Buck's Fizz. <laughs> yeah. And, but Lionel has paid off the backing band. Oh. So that when he descends the parachute, he lands on Cheryl from Buck's Fizz crushing her throngs, <laughs> and the band taking her out immediately switch from making your mind up into all night long and it's like richie
0: richie's he's, on it it's an
1: inside job he pa- richie pays
0: to perform at the ford fest yeah. <laughs> they don't pay him yeah. that's the problem and he and he's like i, I we can't get rid of it
1: <laughs> they are the second richest owner's club in Britain, after that MG lot that seemed to have an office. Oh, the MG Owners Club. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. It's extraordinary. It's isn't like it? They've it's got got staff sort of, it's I reckon it's the automotive form of Scientology. It's just, there's an incredible amount of money being <laughs> yeah. passed through, and you're like, how? 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 What's going on? MG Scientology. Scientology. MG. <laughs>
1: Scientology. <laughs> um, they, uh, I can't remember what we're talking about. No, oh, yeah, you're all lovely, you're all lovely, especially but, if you've got but, a
0: 75 V8. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, but so they, they do let them in, don't they? The like sort of the, the recent MGs, the most recent MGs. Oh, piss, I don't know. I think they do into the owners' club, they might, might have limits. I don't know it's like memberships, the MG owners club like a grand a year or something because I, I mean how many owners most owners clubs are run off someone's dining room table but maybe the there's tears got a office there's tears
0: if you pay two grand a year you get a flat
1: you get, <laughs> or you get given you get given like an actual you get use right. of the MG flat
0: yeah yeah there's an MG flat in somewhere really leafy in London
1: yeah maybe I don't know you
0: turn up with your your MGF with coolant pipe issues
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it, though. that they, They've got so much money, they can buy your silence. So you go, uh, how's your TF? Has it got coolant issues? No. No. They never but don't did. These car, aren't these cars known for a head gasket issues? No. no. Who's got to you? Is it the owner's club? No. Uh, but I... Or they come and mend your car in the middle of the night.
0: It's always <laughs> yeah. a... mac. you have a crack team of MG... People which have a van of spares, yeah. a wealth of spares, yeah. and in the middle of the night, like vigilante detailing, that yeah, we talked but, but about on,
1: a, on a grander scale, if you've got an MG BGT sure. that you street park and it's gone a bit frilly on the door bottoms, you come out one morning and it suddenly it's, it's mended yeah. Oh, it's been <laughs> taken away. It's, away. it's
0: been in a low bay yeah. it's had Yeah, new seals. <laughs> they have just beavered away like like lumpa yeah. on this thing.
1: Yeah, it's. I, I can see that's that's probably what happens. But I, I'm still thinking about the Ford Fair, and if it it, it does for, for, for some reason it has a medieval theme that doesn't fit with the cars. What
0: F A Y? Maybe yeah. they should have. There should be a rival breakaway faction, and they do another Ford Fair, but it's spelled differently, <laughs> and it's it's basically battle reenactment, <laughs> sealed knot. it's yeah, of jousting, but with loads of force. So <laughs> jousting going, out of Sierra Cosworth. Yeah, they have a they have a probe
1: um, jousting competition. Yeah, probe so, would be probe would, with the sunroof. I'm I'm wondering if the probe's a bit low. Maybe it's like explorers. Explorer. the explorers. They, remember they brought the explorer into the UK for a little bit, and they, they did stopped because it was shit. But they did. <laughs> <they, laughs> <they, laughs> was it? I just remember the North Face edition. Yes, they did a North Face edition, <laughs> didn't they? <laughs> yes. So you have to wear a wet look bomber jacket when you're driving it. They have
0: really quilted, puffy seats. Yes. <laughs> I'd love that. What was that? Oh, it's the hourly chime on my '80s watch. Oh, oh okay. Um, yeah, quilted, quilted puffer jacket. <laughs> seats. Sort
1: of not quilted. though like like puffy bands, aren't they? It's not. It is ribbed It's only it's only longitudinal. There's no yes. latitudinal. It's like a lines. It's like a black it's b- the b- It's like a
0: black Michelin bandum. Yeah,
1: it's the other way around, isn't it? It's latitudinal. You have it has an equator, uh, but uh, <laughs> but no, but no, no. <laughs> <A> gunty equator. <laughs> But yeah, the North Face has definitely had wet looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like all all TV film crews seem to wear North Face jackets yeah. for some reason. But so you look in the rear view mirror of a of a North Face explorer, you'd briefly think you had a beheaded film crew in the back seat because just
0: it's just puffy, all puffy, very, very puffy, wet shiny look. black.
1: <laughs> <laughs> going heavy cornering, is in one anybody, of those Explorers it, it, you just slide off.
0: Has it, anybody listening to this
1: ever owned a Ford Explorer? Faults. I bet some of our North American listeners will have done because the Explorer was a very popular car there, wasn't it? it was. Until they realised the yeah. tyres were iffy. Yeah. That was, in fact, did you, this is something I discovered uh, only last week um, from. Uh, initially, from a from a, a story in that Secret Folds book that I was talking about, you're obsessed with that book. It's brilliant. Yeah, I might go and read it again. <laughs> uh, the uh, in the '80s, Ford were going to do a supercar of sorts, which was codenamed GN34. In the '80s, in the '80s, in the early '80s, they decided they were going to do a supercar. They got Gijaro to design it initially, and um, it was in fact there was a concept car. The Ford Maya Maya was shown off interesting uh, a in about 1983. and uh, but they were going to make a production car out of it with a with that v6 that SHO v6 out of the taurus SHO. do you remember that yes indeed. yamaha it was quite design. a quick car apparently. yeah and um in the end ford management had to decide between doing the supercar or doing a new 4x4 that they thought would ride this new boom in sports utility vehicles that they could see coming, yeah. And they went with the SUV, and it was the Explorer. Oh so shit! The Explorer happened because, at the expense of a Ford supercar. That's going to make people dislike the Explorer even more. Yeah, but I mean, it was in retrospect probably the right decision financially speaking because yeah. they'd have never made money on the supercar, but the Explorer was really successful. So. Hang on,
0: wasn't the Explorer the Jurassic Park?
1: Yeah, vehicle. Yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. A friend of mine who uh, runs
0: a body shop down in um, Dorset, he painted one for a customer. Oh, really? He, they bought an Explorer and said, I want an exact replica of the Jurassic green Park. Green with sort
1: of beige trimming.
0: Yeah, it's got like a wavy line on it, look, mm. like the skin of a snake. Yeah. Like where the belly goes into the side of a snake. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my hand up and say, I've never seen Jurassic Park. You've never seen Jurassic Park? I just can't be asked <laughs> Because I know, I know it's CGI. I yeah. just can't be bothered.
1: It's... Uh, it's good is I would it? say I mean I haven't seen it for a long time but I, it, it's a good film I, I wonder mean, if it I'll stands like, up I I'll don't like know I like Goldblum but yeah well that's it he's one of those people I'd, I'd watch him in almost anything just he is really good he's really good yeah. um, I was just looking at my notes to see if there's anything that I wanted to mention that I'd forgotten and all I've <laughs> realised I've got written down is you remember ages ago we in one of our videos we went to that little village in Cambridge I think called Wind and Zambo I drove through it did you this week I, I was creasing up on my own in the car because <laughs> I didn't know I was near it. I and I, I think that village sneaks up on you. I'm, I'm convinced it moves around and because I
0: kept, I kept putting on a terrible South African accent. Yeah, oh. Winton
1: Zambo, and yeah. then and we decided that he'd got a friend called Busnus Antrust, So they were <laughs> they were definitely hiding from some kind of. Oh yeah. Fiduciary crimes. Yes. Uh, but for some reason, the other week, and I made a note of it to mention to you, is that I, I suddenly realised that one of their other friends was probably called Legal Reasons. <laughs> <laughs> legal Reasons. But it's not spelt the way you think. Of legal Reasons. Because I, for some reason, I saw it written down somewhere. But to intervene for legal reasons. I was like Legal Reasons.
0: <laughs> is it R W E Z O N S? Well, I've
1: written it down here as L E E G A L, rather. So it's got two E's for no. About me. Yes. And then R E E S O N S. Brilliant. Legal reasons. Legal reasons. Legal reasons. Um, uh, I think when we probably should. That, we should probably wrap this up because, about me else, uh, I'm supposed to not be in this hotel room anymore. That's true. And also, I've got,
0: out. I've got an appointment with the Palm Angels uh, <laughs> on the skid pan, <laughs> 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 whatever that
1: means. Um, all right. Well. Well, look. That's, thank that's thank quite you. for enough of this. Uh, I'll do my three things. Which are one well, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel, which is called The Late Break Show. Uh, you're doing, you're upping your output, aren't you?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to. We've just, in fact, the episode that's out right now, I think, well, when you're listening to this, will be a car cave of beautiful Mercedes. A bloke in Kent who ha- has built himself a private Mercedes museum. It's mm. amazing, it's born out of obsession. And he's got an SLC rally car that I drove. <gasps> yeah. Apparently, the car that um, got Mercedes back into racing after 1955 Le Mans. Disaster. Really? Yeah, it was it was the single car that got them back into it. Without that, allegedly, they wouldn't be in Formula One now and wow. wouldn't have their thirst for
1: competing. Oh, really so, interesting.
0: Yeah, pretty cool. Huh. And um, yeah, there's a, there's a backlog of things, including the Ford Bronco, I drove that just after Christmas. Yeah, and, uh,
1: and that amazing, um, cardening episode with you discovering those old Porsches oh, yeah. and stuff. That
0: <clears throat> Someone kindly or unkindly pointed out that the bloke looked like the sort of long lost father of Magnus Walker. Yeah, So sort of the Welsh, <laughs> old, yeah. chubby, yeah. ruddy-faced Magnus yeah, I Walker. see that. He's actually a really nice bloke. Yeah, yeah that's an episode. In fact, I've, I've, I've I now found out that two of those cards have already been sold. Have they? The white 912 has been yeah. sold. It's going to be pulled out. The 318 IS Beamer that got fire damaged has been sold. Has uh, it? And it will ride again. Oh, good. And the MX-5s are going, going, gone. Cool. So now, the, if anyone wants a 924 turbo or two bad ones that you might be able to make one <laughs> yeah, good, good one, one, one out, out of, yeah. um, you need to contact him. But, yeah, he's got numerous other... He, just, he casually mentioned to me off-camera. Yeah. Because I saw an interior, like an 80s interior, sitting against a wall. Just undercover, And I was like, that looks very cool. He, mm. he saw me looking at it. He went, yeah, that's from my Integrale. What? Yeah, he said, oh, yeah, I sent my Integrale off to be turned into a sort of rally car a couple of years ago. I thought, i would just strip the interior out and have a cage put in and a couple of other suspension mods. And I went, really? I said, you have seen how much they're worth. I'd probably yeah. put the interior back in. Back in? in. Where, so like, where's
1: the Integrale? He still owns it. It's just yeah, he sort somewhere. of
0: like hasn't nagged the person that's doing the conversion. He hasn't um, seen it in about a year. I'm like, shit. dude... They're sixty grand cars back. now. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, sweet guy, sweet, sweet guy. Uh, the second thing I've got to tell you is that I've got various books out. One of them is called Boring Car Trivia Three. It's um, available uh, on Amazon or from the um, Smith and Sniff Late Break Show Merch oh, Shop. Yeah. And You can buy
0: apparel <coughs> and everything, Smith & Sniff cups.
1: Yes, oh, that's it also. Mugs. Uh, point 2B, we have merch, <laughs> and it uh, includes mugs and T-shirts and all sorts of stuff. And we're, we're in the process of discussing some new merch, aren't we? We are. Designs so, are being designed. Watch this space. Uh, the third thing I've got to say is last week we were talking about Bristol, and we mentioned um, Unfinished Sympathy by a Massive Attack. But did you know the strings on Unfinished Sympathy were arranged by and then performed by the same people who did the strings on Bittersweet Symphony by the Verve.
0: I did not. But the same both... guy
1: arranged the strings and the same orchestra. I think he had a larger orchestra for the Massive track. Attract-
0: <laughs> I can't speak anymore. Massive attract.
1: Massive attract. Track. That
0: sounds like a Japanese import. Yes, um, it does. four-wheel <laughs> it's drive car down the side of some massive
1: kind of, attract. Yeah, it's a Mitsubishi of some kind. Uh, yeah, he the, 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 one of the one of them had a larger orchestra than the other one. But what's weird about um, uh, Bittersweet Symphony is that you know it's sort of famously based around that sample from a, an the orchestral Stones. arrangement of a Rolling Stones track. It's yeah. the last time, isn't it, the Stones track? And.
0: They took all the money, didn't they? They
1: did, but now they've given over the rights back to Richard Ashcroft from the Verve. Okay. Only in the last couple of years, I think. And if you hear that orchestra arrangement, which was by their old manager, Andrew Luke Oldham, you sort of go... It sort of sounds a bit like it's the bit in Bittersweet Symphony, but not completely like it. Because actually, there's original strings on that track. Yeah. And you can... Someone on YouTube... I'll put this the link to this, because it's fascinating, in the patron show notes, but... Um, the someone's taken the sample out, and just you can hear it without it, and it just sounds like the song. It the sample is actually in the background, yeah, with some original strings over the top that are inspired by the the Stones cover.
0: I absolutely love both those tracks. Mm, and, they're great. Um, I love I've,
1: the end of Unfinished Sympathy, where it goes. It's the big orchestral kind of, yeah, da, 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 it's da, amazing. Da. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I
0: thought you were going to talk about the lead singer, the singer in the Massive Attack track. It's like Shara Nelson, isn't it? Who, got, who had a restraining order put against her because what? she kept contacting um, the DJ, um, Pete Tong. What? And kept claiming to him, his wife, and everybody publicly that um, that he'd been married to her. What? Yeah.
1: Seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: She's, she was. I th- she might have been even sectioned. Oh, my God. So I th- yeah, I was a bit blown away by that. Pete, yeah, Pete Tong it will not allow her anywhere near. She's not allowed to contact him. This went on for years. <laughs> oh, this went God. on for about 10 years. This is not a
1: car-based <laughs> no. fact. Well, we're a bit beyond that now, anyway. I know, I'm, I know. <laughs> this this a, bittersweet so, symphony, this so life. For, yeah, shit. For yeah, Sharon you, Nelson. things really did go a bit Pete Tong. I think they really did. Wow. A bit too much. God. Yeah, on that's that side a, of things. A, I was say, we... we, we mm double-doubled on the facts there yeah, that is, that's that is fact number 4B isn't it <laughs> know, we it. really are you, there's a whole page of footnotes to this podcast
0: yeah, if there's any advice I can give you is just don't listen to another Smith & Stiff podcast they just go on a bit
1: they, they do go about on a bit all things
0: they? including drinking ball bags bad Fords anyway anyway thank um, you for listening thank you and if you're a Patreon thank you very much for supporting this podcast via Patreon I'm going to dedicate this podcast to me love
1: I think that's, that's probably an appropriate next one. But uh, we'll see you again next week. Goodbye.
2: You took me of run on on that side of things. Look. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high
0: end goods